0: Welcome back to Don't Call it a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan.
1: Continuing on in Words of Radiance today, We've read up to chapter seventy. It's three quarters of the way through. Uh, tough to stop, but i want I want do a quick little warm up. Mm-hmm. gotta get gotta get us going. I Okay, so if, if, if people follow my Twitter, I forget if I mentioned this on the pod. If people follow the Twitter, um, got an e bike recently, mm-hmm. sold my car and got an e bike. Probably gonna be peppering, peppering notes in on occasional pods because it's very exciting for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, my first thing that I have like noticed, like the big, the big first note mm-hmm. over the course of having it for like a month or so. Um, so I got a very, since I was selling my car, I got a very good e-bike.
0: Yeah. Nice.
1: And. Not to brag, right. I've been using it. Right. And I've been using it like for most things. Mm. And what's interesting is that like of all the things you would think of being inconvenient of like using a bike instead of a car, Mm -hmm. there's not a ton It's actually a lot better in almost every way. The Mm -hmm. one thing is, like, worrying about theft, which I feel like you wouldn't expect to be, like, the biggest thing. But honestly, if that was not an issue at all, like, I'm
0: good. This is something I had never considered and is a great point.
1: Yeah. Because, like... So it's a, it's, a very, it's a very nice bike. It's obviously very nice. It's, it, and, like, bike theft is a huge thing, especially where I live. I'm sure where you live, too. Yeah. Um, people were like, break locks, right? Um, and, like, there's not super good parking infrastructure for bikes other than, like, the university that I go to. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to take it somewhere, I have to leave it out. Like, if I'm going to go to the supermarket, I have to leave it outside. Right. And so I just don't do that. You bring <laughs> it like, in with I actually just... I have a second bike that's like a garbage bike that I use for my, like, short trips.
0: <laughs> so, I, like, I take the yeah.
1: e-bike when I'm, like, going to work and stuff where I can actually take it inside with me. Uh huh. But I'm not willing to leave it outside where I can't see it. Yeah. And that's, yeah. like, literally... 95% of the worries that I have about switching from an e-bike to a or switching from a car to an e-bike.
0: Yeah. I think this is totally a valid thing that nobody who people who don't have an e-bike don't think about. Like I hadn't thought about this as an issue, but right. Totally huge issue cuz like you think about it like your car you also have an issue of theft, but it's way harder to steal a car like to physically get a car away from where you've stolen it right you can't just throw it in the back of a flatbed and drive off with somebody's car right
1: but a bike it's gone well and and also like the punishment for stealing a car is much worse Mm. than a bike and like the enforcement against stealing a car is much worse Mm -hmm. like cops don't care about (laughs) bikes news flash um so like people are much more willing to do it Uh so it's a easier
0: and b easier to get away with Mm -hmm. so like it's i'm terrified of it um luke is (laughs) now using the podcast to advocate bike theft here's all the reasons why it's better (laughs) to steal bikes than cars everybody
1: (laughs) um but i just like i think that the point of this is that if you're worried about like switching from a car to an e-bike do not be for everything except for theft (laughs) like literally everything else is awesome yeah okay yeah even the even the thing about like going on some roads that don't have super good like bike lanes it's it's not that that big of a deal Mm -hmm. like i can Mm -hmm. get around pretty easily um and like my commute is maybe a few minutes longer than normal but it's also much more enjoyable
0: yeah it's probably much funner
1: But 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 the the like I can't leave it out, so I can't like really go to the store. I mean, I probably could, but I'm not willing to,
0: yeah, yeah, it seems like we need to start having like bike cages or something, or like a bike locker system, you know, right where I mean I think it's like... very fixable if we did it as like a if we if we wanted to oh, it's extremely fixable, and think of the savings if we instead of having all the like parking lot space, we just have like a one-tenth the size bike locker space right
1: Right. it's incredible this is is gonna slowly turn into like a urbanism podcast
0: (laughs) luke and i are gonna become biking extremists
1: right um okay but no that's my first that's my first uh i needed a little
0: theme song i need a little e-bike news theme song yeah but that's episode one episode one of e-bike news here's another idea luke that could be effective okay. uh make it smell really bad Ooh.
1: okay make it smell really. just bad. make your e-bike so, really I stinky i actually
0: i <laughs> that's a good idea
1: i've also been thinking about just putting like a bees nest inside Ooh! some wasps some wasps pretty good
0: that could deter theft. Um, yeah
1: I genuinely have, I haven't done it yet, but I want to just make my bike look bad.
0: Mm-hmm. Because, yep. like,
1: I don't care about that. Right. But I also feel like it'll deter thieves if it just looks like hot, if like garbage. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm also probably overthinking this.
0: Here's but. another idea. Make it sticky. Okay. Sticky. Maybe this is related to the bee thing. Okay. Just cover it in honey. I don't want to touch that. Make my hands it's, all sticky. Tough no, to th- thanks.
1: It's, it's tough to thread the needle between like my enjoyment of the bike and deterring thieves. It's just, <laughs>
0: yeah, but I guess, I mean, you could get used to it, right? Like you're going to befriend right. the wasps for sure. You're not just going to put random wasps in there.
1: Right. It's, it's also kind of like a Batman thing, um, where I'm terrified of wasps, but you face your fe- you know, make that part of your identity
0: right yeah just like the batman thing
1: Mm -hmm. very very similar to batman Uh, okay (laughs) (laughs) it got weird but let's get back let's get back into it we're done with the warm-up welcome back people that skipped like i said up to chapter 70 and i think my first note that i have is kind of going along from a discussion that we had last week about Adeline and Kaladin.
0: Ooh. Okay, because we got some significant growth between these two characters this section. Right.
1: And so so their their relationship changes over the course of the section. And my note is before the change, right? When they're still kind of enemies. Uh-huh. I before the change, I really liked their dynamic. I felt like it was a fun little back and forth where you could tell that they like they were gonna get there right they <laughs> right. had a little bit of good chemistry but was they were like, kind respect. of like right
0: yeah i was really into it and i wasn't as we heard from last episode
1: right i i don't have a specific like remember when i wrote this note down like the specific time but just their little like bickering i think that they had better bickering than kaladin and Shalon.
0: whoa Ooh, when you say better, what do you mean? Because Kaladin and Shallan's bickering is more, like, fair, I think. Like, it's more even, it feels like. Sure.
1: I, okay. I think that Kaladin and Shallan's bickering is a little bit more heartfelt, and, like, there's more genuine anger there. Mm. And Adeline and Kaladin's
0: was always, like, These two are going to be friends. Like, it's just a prank, bro, kind of thing.
1: Like, I think that they both thought, especially Kaladin, like, thought that he didn't like Adeline. Mm. But there was always just, like, I could tell that they were, you know, they were bros.
0: I agree with you here. Yeah, I think that's true. There's definitely some... The bickering between Kaladin and Shallan is much more angry and feels more Mm. real than the bickering. It, like in a way, the bickering between Kaladin and Shallan feels more natural, if that makes sense, because it feels like they actually are like kind of annoyed with each other. Whereas the bickering between mm-hmm. Kaladin and Adelin felt more like they were doing it for fun. Like it was just a fun little game they were playing with each other. Right. Yes. I I agree with you. I still have the issue of like Adeline's a light eyes and Kaladin has like suffered and been called a bridge boy in a derogatory way a lot because he's a dark eyes granted this section they address that a little bit which i appreciated Mm -hmm. a little bit but they didn't really get at the heart of the matter of like yeah maybe it is really unfair that adeline's a light eyes and he probably shouldn't be talking down to you even as like a joke but right but Shalon did some good image rehabilitation for Adeline in my mind when they're like walking with the bridges and Adeline's like giving his shard blade helmet to a dark eyes and like, <laughs> right. This scene is so funny because
1: because Kaladin is like, God, I forget to hate that guy. And she's like, Oh, that dude. <laughs> assumes in on him
0: being an absolute delight (laughs) right right just being an incredible dude to everybody that's around and like the life of the party super cool yeah yeah um and it definitely takes a little bit of the punch out of my argument from last episode where like adeline seems to be much more genuine in his like treatment of everyone than it felt like last Mm -hmm. episode where it felt like for a while. Adeline was being an asshole to Kaladin just because he was a dark eyes and he had been made a captain mm-hmm. and like he was, you know, that's what it felt like last episode. Now it seems much more like it's this like way that they have of demonstrating kind of like respect and affection for each other, which seems much better. And I'm coming around. I'm coming around to this relationship, I'll say. So you're not there yet. No, they still haven't convinced me yet. Ale. Adeline okay. did a good did a did a good job with the like whole prison thing. That was great. Yes, good point. That's
1: what I was going to ask you about.
0: Points points for that for sure. But we're not we're not like fully there yet. We we want to okay. we need an acknowledgement of the privilege before we can fully be there. We need Adeline to be like, hey, yeah, actually, I get that. Uh, there's a bit of a power dynamic here, and uh, I'll try not to keep that. I'll try to like make sure that that's not a thing. I think we just need an acknowledgement of it.
1: Mm -hmm. That's what I want to see more broad. Like, because currently it seems like Adeline, at least the prison thing was specifically with like a thing that touched Adeline Mm -hmm. personally. Right. And even though he's nice to the, like, I forget if it's Bridgman, but, uh, in this scene, he's nice to some dark eyes and we, we, we need like, him to recognize that more broadly, even when it doesn't just touch him, mm-hmm. that this power dynamic is unfair.
0: We need him to look Is at that the, what you're saying? Yeah, we need a critical gaze of the system from Adeline okay. for me to be fully on board with this tag team, kaladin Adeline. But if we get that, ooh, uh, boy, that's going to be great. I, I appreciate
1: that you hold our characters to a very high standard. I think that's important.
0: Right. I hold everyone to a high standard, Luke. Speaking of high standards, we got to go back a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Early on in this section, we get a fight. And this is a fight that Adeline's like, hey, I'll take you two on one. You're not that cool. And I'm dope as hell. So let's fight. And they're like, okay, yeah, we could totally do that. And then he gets in the ring and it's four on one. And he's like, uh oh, I should have been more specific okay so i want to talk about this whole like thing that happens the fight people jumping in the aftermath and like i want to talk about how i felt through the course of this okay okay following that i want
1: to i want to do a quick story time about my first reading of this
0: section okay because because like i've said this is the second time i've read it so when i'm reading this When he gets, when Adolin first gets in the ring and four people show up, I'm like, oh yeah, that's very clever because he didn't specify two people. Good move, Sadeus. Like, great job. Good strategic maneuvering. Then they're talking about it up in the stands and they're like, oh no, this duel isn't what Adolin thought. It's this other kind of duel. It's this like disadvantage duel. And there's no way he could take all these four guys on at once. He starts trying to do it. He's doing kind of good for a while, but, like, it's four on one. So I appreciated Mm -hmm. the one thing that I will say is I appreciated Brandon not making him win this fight. Like, I appreciated that he was like, yeah, he's good, but he's not four on one good. That's insane. So I appreciated that he was not going to win. Okay. Then Dalinor and everybody's talking like, oh, yeah, actually, since it's this other kind of fight, other people can jump in and help him. And I'm like, no, absolutely not. That's bullshit. He, the agreement of the duel was Adeline was going to fight anyone else that this guy wants to bring. That's what they like agreed upon. You can't come in here with this rules bullshit of like, oh, it falls in this category of duel now. So anyone can jump in and help. <laughs> no way. Ridiculous. Nobody. Okay. He agreed to a one on what, however many duel because he was dumb and didn't think about what he was offering. Now he has to eat it. Okay. I was pissed.
1: This is, this is a a wild thing for you to be pissed at. This is a hot take.
0: It seemed unfair. It's because I appreciated the like clever move of taking advantage of what he said. I appreciated the clever move of Sadaeus being like, "Yeah, you didn't specify two people, you idiot." So, yeah, I'll throw four in there. And I I felt like it there's a certain amount of like reward that you have to be able, you have to get for being clever like that. Okay. Meanwhile, Dalinor is just like, oh yeah, well, other people can help because it's like this duel. So, jump in somebody, help. Okay. It didn't feel earned. It didn't feel earned and I was pissed about it. Sure. I see what you, I see what you mean um,
1: where Sedaius has to get some kind of like, some kind of, bonus
0: right and i mean he does right clearly that it's still an advantage even when two people jump in to help adeline right it just felt like Sadeus found here's what it is there's a lot of books we read where the main character is really clever and comes up with a cool trick to solve a problem and you're like nice that's very cool the thing Sadeus did felt like that so i wanted to root for that because i was like oh yeah he like he understood the assignment. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Sure. And it felt like if you get in that position where the other... Like, there was nothing in their agreement that said other people could jump in. There's no interpretation of their agreement that said other people could help Adeline.
1: Right. Right. I, I didn't go back and read the exact words, but I that seems correct to me. Um, but I'm not it's a, done. A, it's a valid point. Like, I've...
0: I don't want Aladin to lose, though. <laughs> so I agree, and it lasted about a page. And then Kaladin jumped in, and I was like, I don't care. Do whatever you want. This is incredible. Because <laughs> we all know I'm a huge Kaladin stan. And so as right. soon as Kaladin jumped in, I forgot all of my anger about the rules breaking that was happening. And it was just like, this is outstanding.
1: Right, right. This is was what I wanted to happen. a good entrance, too.
0: It was an outstanding entrance, the fight was so tense, very incredible. And of course, like, Kaladin's going to do his cool thing where he takes on a bunch of Shardbearers without shard plate and, like, yeah, owns, completely owns. And it was right. just awesome. And so at the end of the fight, I had come completely around and was like, this is incredible. Good work. We love this. Right.
1: A, a moment for Kaladin to show off is, like, can forgive anything, basically. Yeah, it can forgive a whole lot,
0: yeah yeah
1: okay let me share let me share my experience of reading this for the first time so this is a while ago um, I, I currently read on a Kindle but I had gotten this from like a used bookstore mm. and it was I I guess it was a misprint and this is why it was in the used bookstore but the used bookstore did not know right so it was just like This is the book. I bought it and I read it. And the misprint occurs literally the moment that Kaladin jumps into the battle. Like, I think that's the end of a chapter. And then the next 50 pages were not there. (laughs) 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 And I was... Extremely upset, like genuinely.
0: <laughs> did you have a moment where you thought Brandon had just made a stylistic choice to like jump ahead into the future? Or were you was it clear it was a misprint? <laughs> so it was
1: clear because the next page started at like a new sentence and then like the page numbers
0: were incorrect. <laughs> That's so tough. What did, so, like, yeah, I, what did you do? What did you do?
1: I I returned it and then got the ebook. Oh. Okay. Which like for some reason I think it, for some reason I didn't do the ebook immediately. It took me like a day or two to oh decide. My God. Because this was back in my phase where I wanted paper books, especially the cool-looking ones, yeah, which yeah, words yeah. of radiance are to like right. So, um <laughs> but <laughs> like honestly, my partner has told me during those two days or however long I was in a bad mood the entire time.
0: <laughs> Understandably. <laughs> it's the worst time. Do you Never. think? At, okay. At a certain point, it's got to be intentional, right? At a certain point, somebody in the printer is like, you know, it'd be really funny. I th- think so. That scene yeah. or the one with the assassin in white, I feel like you could cut in mm. the middle of either of those two and just piss off right, so like, many people. B-
1: Right, there's the moment where his sword is coming down on Dalinar and cut it off then.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Just jump ahead hundred pages to Cowden in prison. And you're like, what happened? <laughs> so so that was a tough time. Um
1: but after reading it, very good scene, until until mm-hmm. it gets ruined by a big I I felt a big cringe moment
0: here. Mm-hmm. I also Did you have the same cringe. feeling? I was cringing. Okay. Oh, yeah. With Kaladin? Yes, with when Kaladin requests the the duel. This is one of the times when I'm like, mm, Kaladin, not, not the time, bud. <laughs> yeah. Because like... I, I don't have it. Go ahead. He he is very convinced that he's right. But he's not very wise in like how to go about making the correct, like, thing come about because of the fact that he's right. Like, I do appreciate he's honest with Dalinar about this stuff. Like, I think that's an important step. But, like, you have to understand the society you live in. Like, you have lived in the society for a while now. You know how things work. And, like, you can't just, like, force things to change in some way. Like, granted, this is this is tough to make this argument because he's been forcing a lot of things to change so far right through sheer force of will so i can understand that but like i i feel like everybody could look at that and just be like you know this is a bad call right now yeah this is you got to think this through a little
1: i i think my thing about this is he largely wants like I guess, justice, or at least what, what he might call justice for, for Mm Amram. But like more specifically, it would just be nice if Dalinar didn't trust him. Right. And so earlier he goes up and tells Dalinar, but he does it in such a way, which I under, uh, he's very emotional about it. So like, I'm not necessarily criticizing it, (laughs) but he does it in such a way that's like, okay, (laughs) no, very easy for Dalinar to dismiss. Yeah. But if you were just like, hey, like, I don't need you to do a ton. I just need you to, like, not 100% trust this guy.
0: Right. Yeah. I feel like that's a win. I think so. I mean, I think it does have somewhat of that effect. Like, it causes Dalinar to reconsider his relationship and, like, kind of investigate a little bit. Granted, I don't think nearly enough. But it does have a little bit of this effect. What kind of like pisses me off about how Kaladin is dealing with his whole like past and how it's coming to bear right now is he's very like quiet about it. And mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I think it would be so much more impactful if he was like, let me tell you the story of what exactly happened. Cause it was real bad. Yeah. And like, this is going to, this is going to impact your decision about it, but he won't. And like, I get, he doesn't do that to everybody. He's on Team Dalinar at this point. He wants Dalinar to be running everything. He's like, I gotta protect this guy at all costs. So that seems like the guy you can be like, hey, let me level with you about what's been going on. Because things are rough. Right. And he doesn't... Because his,
1: <sighs> his story would be convincing if he told it all. Like At first, maybe not if you didn't know him at all. But his story is like, yeah, I was in this army... And I did this amazing thing because I'm a super good spearman, like weirdly good. And then Amaran betrayed me and gave me this like slave brand. And it's like, okay, at this point, I've seen you fight like four shard bears, and you do have this, this slave brand and you seem like a really responsible guy. So like, I don't
0: know, <laughs> maybe. Right. Right, and the other the other story I'm thinking of that he doesn't give any detail on is the story of the noble that was exiled to his town and fucked his whole shit up. And he's like... Right. And so this is related to his decision to like help murder the king. And Dalinar is like, oh yeah, that incident that Moash was talking about did happen. Don't worry, we exiled him out into the boonies. He, he wasn't going to cause any trouble out there. And Kaladin's sitting there like, oh, hmm, interesting, interesting.
1: So uh, I, from his perspective, I know, I understand why he didn't tell Dalinar that. But he wants Dalinar to, like, cause changes to happen, right? Right, but he now wants to, like, kill the king. (sighs) And I feel like he knows that if he tells Dalinar that, he's, he's out of a job. Or not of a job, but, like. You know what I mean?
0: You're right. You're right. Dalinar might be, like, more suspicious of him. I think that's fair. Fine. Fine. I just... (sighs) Sometimes Kaladin... Kaladin, we've... I think we've probably talked about this when we were talking about the first book. Kaladin needs some therapy. For sure. I also think that his...
1: Kaladin always thinks that he is correct. Mm Mm-hmm and i And I feel like he doesn't talk to people because he doesn't want to learn that he's not correct. you know Ooh, what I
0: mean Maybe this feels very good for his relationship with Sill as well, like right. Sill is constantly like, "Hey, you know that's not right, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, I know, yeah, so like mm. I feel like if he if he talked to someone reasonable like other than Moash somebody who's I'd not like, super biased about the situation,
1: right. <laughs> They'd be like, hey, like, I understand why you're mad, but maybe you should think about this more... I
0: don't know. Get Teft on the phone. <laughs> teft seems cool. Right, right. Here's the other thing he's not even considering. Um, You have, like, a war of assassins and subterfuge going on within this army right now. You're assuming that these people are all legit about their desire to murder the king. Uh... Why do you trust any of these people? You met them once, and they're like, "We'd like to kill the king. Are you in? Can you sign your name on this paper, please? That you're in. We'd love for you to be in on this. Down to murder the king. Thoughts?
1: <laughs> right. Put it in. Put it in uh, writing. Um, very, very valid point. I also like. He's like, no. It's gonna. The world's gonna be way better if we just like kill Elokar and it'll just be. Oh, all of a sudden, Dallinar is king, and everything's perfect.
0: Like, I don't think that's how it's going to work at all. Actually, power structures, guys, systems, and power structures—we're not changing any of those things by killing Alocar. Okay. Frustrating. <sighs> it is frustrating. Um, to listen to Sill. Um, we, Luke, I actually have a question about this, though. Okay. I'm starting to worry. We're getting to a point where, ooh, this is leading us to a theory, actually. Okay. And it's a theory about why the Knights Radiant quit. I think the Spren are tyrants.
1: Ooh. Okay.
0: And here's why. Kaladin gets super cool powers that make him way more powerful than anybody else. As long as he does what the Spren want. Okay. Now, I'll add a few caveats. You're believing Kaladin
1: in this situation.
0: You're saying I'm believing Kaladin. Like, we saw him, he, like, is directly relating his agreement to kill the king with his lack of powers from Syl. Right. And Syl didn't want him to do that.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Yes,
0: yes, yes. Go. On. So, sure, there's more detail to it where Sill's like now nah, you're in a trouble. You're in trouble cuz you've got to figure out this conundrum and they're leading to like coming up with new words or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so maybe there's some other solution here, but it seems like on its face Kaladin went directly against something Sill wanted him to do. Sill was then like, "Peace. I'm out." Granted, it seems like there's okay. a, a Obviously, there's more complicated stuff going on there. However, there definitely seems to be a moral imperative, some kind of, like, thing you have to be doing to get the spren to deal with you. And when the spren are dealing with you, you're way more powerful than anybody else. Which, if we connect the dots here, it means the spren have a ton of power in this world to do what they want.
1: Okay. I think on an individual level, it's fair. Like, I don't have anything wrong with this move by Sprint individually. Mm-hmm. But I think when you broaden this out, like, you have, yes, it could create a problem. Be- okay, because, like, individually, let's, you're right? You're mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm going to be part of a two-person team. And, like, the sum of us together is going to be super good. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, if, but if my partner starts wanting to murder people, I'm out. It right. seems fair to me. Totally.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: But you're right where, like, that could be
0: abused. Yeah, okay. Here's I see the, your point. I here's your the point. larger picture, too. We learn that there's, like, cities of Spren. There's, like, civilizations of Spren. This can be an organized effort of, like, hey, we're going to make mm. the humans do all this stuff. Because this is what we want, for whatever reason, the physical world to look like. So the people that do this, we're going to give them cool powers. The people that, if they stop doing it, we're going to take away their cool powers. That's how we'll cause our change on the physical world. So there could be a conspiracy among all this brand that's like explicit, right? It's not just in their nature. It's like, these are the choices we're making of how humans will change and what we want them to do Mm -hmm. and it reminds me a lot of the baru cormorant the trader baru cormorant in that it's like a soft kind of tyranny right like they come Mm -hmm. in with the economy they come in with these cool powers and they're like hey do what we want and we'll make your life way cooler right this kind of
1: makes it interesting to me that the like orders of the knights radiant were allies because they're, they're all bonded with, like, a different... Like, I think it's a certain type of sprint for each.
0: Yes, that's the vibe I'm getting. Or,
1: right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, Syl, I, I think, was an honor sprint, Mm-hmm. Which, like, seems good. <laughs> <laughs> right. But she really hates the... I forget the the cryptics, I think is what they're called. hmm And so, like, I, I don't know. I don't know how, actually, like cooperative the orders were with each other Mm -hmm. but i could see there being a little war here going on where the, where let's 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 take the propaganda and say the cryptics are the bad guys and where like they're trying to do what you're saying and the honor spren are trying to prevent it
0: right right and then the humans in this case are just pawns they're just pawns being pushed around by the spren who you wouldn't think of as the Puppet Masters, because they seem pretty stupid. But it's all part of the act.
1: Could be. Could be. It's a good theory. I like it.
0: Right? Pretty good. Here's the other reason why I think it's like tyranny and not like a symbiotic relationship. Is the Spren, sure, they get like consciousness from the stuff. But it's not like Kaladin is saying, hey, now here's what I would like expect you to do, Syl. It's always Syl being Mm -hmm. like, you can't, you can't murder the king, dude. I know you want to. You think you're right. You can't do it. Nowhere is Kaladin like, hey, you can't uh, fly around all day. I need you here doing some work with me.
1: <laughs> I love the the act of equating flying with killing the king. Um,
0: but well, I, I see your point. There's no, there's no, you know, back and forth there. Sure. It's dictating. Still it's one, dictating. it
1: seems like so far it's been a one-way relationship
0: mm-hmm exactly
1: although shalon has not... been using uh pattern but pattern seems happy to be a part of it so
0: right i don't know exactly well it also feels like pattern is in the early phase so mm-hmm. Syl initially didn't seem to care a whole lot what kaladin did like didn't have specific choices that she was like don't do this thing or do do this thing and like obviously has grown more aware over time and so i think pattern could get to the point where he's like hey you gotta murder that guy <laughs> murder that guy or i won't give you any powers
1: that's gonna be a tough time although dan you'll be vindicated when that happens because i'll be
0: so excited when Shalon does it without question <laughs> so uh, how do how are we feeling about Shalon? uh i think the same i think it's all an act I love it. I I'm not so convinced funny. for a second.
1: I, I, I think her little her little adventures have been fun, though.
0: Oh, very cool. But she's perfectly fine putting a innocent uh carriage driver in harm's way and then being like, oh no, he got murdered Who would have thought that could happen? I hate I hate that this is like
1: an excellent point, an outstanding point in my
0: in my favor of Shalon being a right. psychopath. You're telling me this dangerous yeah. organization that threatened to murder me the first time I met them killed an innocent cab driver. How could it I foresee this? It was this? very,
1: very. I don't insensitive is probably not the right word, but
0: not great. She's supposed Religious. to be smart, too. She's supposed to be clever and calculating and thinking of plans. And she totally just neglected to consider the person that rode her there in a carriage. The person that drove her there in a carriage. Which is an indication that she just doesn't care. She has no feelings for other people. It's all an act. I'm I'm, I'm still not willing to go that far. Um, but... I don't know. I don't know. I still like her sections. They're fun. They're fun. Aside from the like. Murdering of innocents, right? Which she does. Um,
1: I, I, I want to go to one other point about Kaladin and, and Bridge Four.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: So Adeline gives Kaladin some shards, shard plate, mm-hmm. and a shard blade and Adlin gives it to moash
0: mhm
1: what a terrible decision yeah even bes- even besides like us knowing that moash is trying to kill the king mm-hmm. me- excuse me that's a bridge four short blade okay we all share that short blade that'd be sweet right oh my
0: gosh ooh this is such a good point luke that is totally a bridge four shard blade you can't give that to one person
1: right and why moash what are you what are you talking oh about
0: my gosh this is so true there's gotta be some grumbles dude kaladin should have been like thank you i accept it bonded it to himself he never has to like use it he just like is the one who holds it and then he passes it off people train with it whoever seems to be the most effective they use it there's an agreement with bridge four this is not bridge four To have Kaladin just willy nilly giving it to whoever he thinks deserves it or can kill the king with it? No!
1: Then, can you imagine how much, how famous Bridge 4 would be? Like, oh, this is a group of dark eyes that all share a
0: shard blade and shard plate? That'd be sweet! That would be freaking dope as hell. Oh, and then, and then you have a political faction now. You have Bridge 4 as a political faction that's, like, mm-hmm. dueling. That's, that's, like, dueling other light eyes for their shard blades. Mm. Increasing the collective number of blades and plate that they have over time. This is a faction. They now have lands and titles. It just, like, elevates Bridge 4 essentially out of, like, like... Poverty, like lifelong poverty, if you're like, yeah, this is all of our blades and plate, not just Moash's. who's going to go off and do whatever he wants with it and leave us behind. Right. This is an outstanding missed opportunity that you've identified, Luke.
1: Yeah, for sure. Oh. It's tough. Um, Like, I I get that Kaladin doesn't want to have it. mm Mm-hmm. But I just feel like giving it to Moash is not the next best move. Or at least, like, think about it for a second, right? You can't. <laughs> he makes a decision immediately. Are you talking, no.
0: Right, right. And especially, like, he makes this decision based on the thing where he's like, yeah, I think we should murder the king. And sure, he's had, like, yeah. a lot of time to sit in a cell by himself and think about this. Maybe wait to make a life-changing and potentially world-changing decision until you've been out in society for like a little bit for maybe like a week. So you're not just like, you mm-hmm. know, weird headspace from solitary confinement. Like this is a huge decision that you've made. And there's no going back now when you're like, Oh yeah, I gave it to the guy who definitely wants to kill the King and I cannot take it back. Oops. Um, Oops. Yeah. Kaladin. Uh, I don't
1: love, I don't love the speed of the decision-making here
0: no no we'll see we'll see how it turns out but i'm not hopeful yeah. i'm not hopeful at all and i'm worried that Kaladin's gonna have to kill another shard bear oof it could Ew. be could be real rough
1: <laughs> very well could be <laughs>
0: um something uh, we we've kind of moved on from this but i want to i want to circle back to how okay. Sadeus gets out of this favor He's like, "Hey, I'll duel you, Adeline, in a year." Ha <laughs> ha! Can you imagine if they just waited a year? Can you imagine if they were just like, "All right, we're all gonna sit tight, and uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> get him in a year. A year's not that long, right?" No more, it's no really more not. plateau. No more plateau runs. We're gonna just chill. We can totally chill for a year, and then we're gonna fuck him up. <laughs> I'd love if the rest of the book was kind of like, you know, things happen, but like relatively normal. The twist at the end is it's been a year and Adeline walks up to Sadeus and is like, today's the day. Did you mark it in your calendar? <laughs> Sadeus completely forgot. Of course he did.
1: Oh. Uh, yeah. Go longer than a year. Also, <laughs> like, what do you mean? No. <laughs> Right. Does Adeline not have like any you say in when what's
0: scheduled? Yeah, it's wild that they can that he can even say that. Like he gets a, kid, right. a favor from the king. I feel like the king gets to say whether or not you can wait a year.
1: Right. Because also the king, he's part of the plot. Like <laughs> you can say no, right. but it's also wild that you could ask this.
0: You can ask to just murder someone? Yeah, it is kind of (laughs) wild.
1: Yeah. Hey, let me fight that old man up there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, as the greatest duelist that's currently in these war camps, let me take on that old guy. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm honor bound to say yes.
1: Right. Like, even if you didn't have a thing against Sadeus, like... request a duel against the worst shard player then you're just like gonna get another shard
0: right right
1: we need we need more more safeguards against this
0: yeah this is i mean it is a it is a monarchy so it's kind of not a great political system anyway i think about this a lot every time uh like "Ah, i probably shouldn't kill the king i think about this a lot of like yeah, but, like, a monarchy is kind of bullshit anyway, so it doesn't really matter that he's the king, right? He's kind of a tyrant, so. But then, sure. <laughs> then I'm like, well, I, I don't think we should be expecting Cowden to come up with, like, a constitutional democracy on his own. Like, that seems a <laughs> lo- like asking a little much. I mean, you, we're holding our
1: characters to a high standard, Dan, so, like, it's fine. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We should. So, eat the rich, I say. That's that's where that yeah it's a natural progression mm-hmm. um okay my my next note is kind of or my last note is taking us completely away from from everything yeah let's go my last note is on
0: lift. Ooh, interesting yeah let's go
1: and I, it's not necessarily much specific but well th- well thoughts on lift because like at first, I wasn't super into this chapter, mm. but she grew on me very quickly.
0: I agree. Yeah. I liked it from the start, actually. Okay. I thought her character was fun.
1: Yes, for sure. I I at first was worried that her relationship with her Sprint, I forget his name, was not actually good but now i've after reading it more it felt more like good-natured bickering Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. i yeah i think it felt more like adeline and Kaladin. yes yeah then so that's why i was loving it that's why i was having some fun with it um yeah the one the one thing i didn't love about lift was she was just kind of like yeah i don't really care if that if that buddy gets caught or whatever. And her motivation was like, I want to eat their dinner, which I don't know. I get you're a kid, but.
1: Right. To be fair, she was planning to go back and free him.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: Um, But I'm worried about her because at the end of this, darkness or whatever we're calling that guy catches her.
0: Well, but then he has to let her go.
1: Oh, that's true. Why did I forget that?
0: Yeah, he lets her go because they're like, pardoned. She got pardoned. <laughs> things are things are looking good. So, yeah. So, they're chilling now. She got to eat their dinner. This, <clears throat> this actually brings me to kind of what I want to postulate about f- for, the I think, the rest of the episode, the end of this episode. Okay. So, this is zooming way out in the story. And Luke, I know you've already read these. You said you don't remember a lot. But if you feel like you, you're talking from some knowledge about what happens, feel free to, like... To, to, to not say anything. Feel free to, to mm-hmm. not speculate here with me. But I went back and reread the first chapter in the first book we read, which was uh, The Way of Kings. Way of Kings. Mm-hmm. The first chapter starts with the heralds deciding to get rid of the Oath Pact. And I was inspired mm-hmm. to reread this because Dalinar asks, I think he asks... Kaladin if he's a herald or somebody if they're a herald somebody gets asked okay. if they're a herald and they're like no I'm not a herald and it reminded me I think it's wet yes you're right it reminded me the heralds are for sure out there still right because they like put their blades in and walked away and they're immortal and so it's got me wondering have we met any of the heralds and if so who which ones
1: okay well okay so there's one obvious one
0: which is so there's
1: one that has said his name that no one seems to believe and that is the the madman guy
0: yes there's one are there others
1: I I am I'm not gonna speculate further
0: hmm okay i'll speculate because i haven't read anything further okay i think the darkness guy okay. okay this this person that's hunting down what i think are people that are potentially restarting the knight's radiant i think he is keeping them from doing it and i think he's a herald for some reason they don't want the knight's, okay. knights radiant to come back
1: is so is your is your evidence or is the your thought process purely
0: because he seems to be hunting down people with powers he seems cool as hell, and he's hunting down people with powers, and he's got a very strict okay. code that seems kind of wild. Okay. Basically, anybody who we don't have a good backstory for and has, like, a weird vibe, I'm, I'm chalking up to sure. a Herald.
1: <laughs> okay, okay.
0: Here's the other one that I think might be a Herald. You know how Dalinar went to that person who grants miracles but takes things away from you? And we get a little reminder (laughs) that he can't remember his wife's name or anything about her? Right. I think that lady potentially is a herald as well. Okay. And the reason why I think that, Wit mentions that there's one other person who's as old as him. And it's a woman. And that's the only other woman that we like who has like crazy powers and and like we don't know a lot about their backstory it feels to me like that's the person he's talking about
1: okay sure but i feel like that would not necessarily place them at Harold.
0: oh that's a fair because, point. because like actually. wit is a
1: different role
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: and i miss i don't know but i feel like I don't know. Is Wit older than the herald? I don't know. That seems really old.
0: Yeah, he does seem really old, actually, now that you mention it. Okay, I rescind that point. I don't think she's a herald then.
1: Okay. Something now.
0: She's something something. weird. I don't know. (laughs) But so, yeah, these heralds are still out there. And I wonder, too, okay, so the vibe that I get about where this, like, story is going And obviously, yeah, Luke, feel free to not speculate on this because you've already read it. But the vibe that I get after, again, rereading that prelude is that things were really bad in the time before the Heralds broke the Oath Pact. And there was just like chaos and death all over the place. Mm -hmm. And I feel like how the world kind of works is that you have to have some really bad stuff happening for there to be some really cool stuff happening, too. Some really cool <laughs> big boys. And so, the forces that are competing right now one of them that wants to bring back the Void Bringers and this kind of thing, I think they also want to bring back the Knights Radiant because they think it's really cool. I think they're just like, okay, things are kind of boring. Uh,. I want to see people <laughs> flying around through the sky again. Sure, sure. That's um, the vibe I'm getting. Uh,
1: okay, so I think that I, I have the reason, but I also feel like we've
0: already read it. Oh, we've already read it. Go before. ahead, because I totally forgot we had met a herald and like they had named him.
1: So, so, uh, I think like. The details of the oath pact like at the beginning if you reread the chapter i don't maybe they mentioned it i don't quite remember but Mm -hmm. um the heralds like come back from wherever they had been at the start of one of these desolations
0: right yes they were in like hell essentially and then at the start of the desolation they come back to fight so
1: i i don't know which way the cause and effect goes like mm. I, I, I thought that the cause and effect goes from the Herald's return and that triggers the desolation.
0: Oh, interesting. I was assuming it was the other way around. So the desolation is what brings the heralds back. But maybe not.
1: Yeah. I think this is at the beginning of the first book. So
0: I, I think that this is already covered. So so listeners,
1: if you've already if you know the answer to this, let us know it on our Reddit mm. or a Book mm-hmm. Club or Twitter dc and a bc great plug plug. um but yeah i think there's an answer out there
0: okay if the answer if we've already read the answer and i'm being an idiot let me know hit me with a quote love a quote but i feel like there's a lot of this whole story is very much building to what i feel like is this this revelation about the heralds the knights radiant what's going on with the parshendi and this like hateful creature that they are summoning Mm. um sure and i feel like i feel like we're we're on the verge of something a storm's coming luke (laughs) a
1: storm does seem to be coming yes
0: and i'm super Uh, excited about it Ooh, could be perhaps it seems like the appropriate timing (laughs) you know what we're gonna find out luke because next week we're going to be wrapping the book up Mm -hmm. and just like this week we'll we'll be coming with some hot takes
1: and acting like dumb nerds